welcome to Good and Glory with Brooke Coburn. I'm really excited to spend some time with you today. The last few months, I've had to get some pretty significant dental work done. I've had to get two crowns on two of my front teeth. This has been a process due to the fact that they had to color match and make sure the shape was correct. I'm in the process of getting them replaced once again and figured I would tell you the crazy story of my front tooth. When I was younger, one of my favorite shows was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. This was during the time before streaming services, or DVR, so we had to make sure to be home on Saturday night not to miss an episode. One particular week, when I was 10, my parents had let me have a few girlfriends over to watch the newest episode. We'd made pallets in the living room on the hardwood floor, had popcorn, and would have dance parties and discuss what was going on during the commercials. At the very end of this particular episode, Dr. Quinn decided to kiss the preacher. Even at the young age of 10, I saw what Dr. Quinn was oblivious to at this moment. She was only supposed to kiss Sully. This led to an uproar among us girls. We were jumping up and down, freaking out, and I tripped. Even though I remember trying to protect my face with a pillow, my face met the hardwood floors and broke my permanent front tooth clean in two. Due to the one episode of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, I have gone through countless dental procedures, temporary caps, crowns, and the like. Why, oh why, did she have to kiss the preacher? If, you've had, if you have any crazy childhood stories, I would love to hear them. Send me a message, and maybe I can share a few of my favorites, with permission, of course. So today, we are going to talk about not beating our talking donkeys. Thankfully, I don't really think that we have a version of Donkey from Shrek in our lives, but God has most likely sent a metaphorical talking donkey to you at some point, and we need to get to the place where we recognize them and don't beat them. Still confused about what the heck I'm talking about? <laughs> Let's go to scripture. Today we find ourselves in Numbers 22, 22 through 35. For the sake of time, I'm going to give you the Brittany Paraphrase version. But as always, I ask that you go back and read this story on your own. In Numbers, we may meet a man named Balaam. When one quickly reads this story, they would assume that he is a prophet sent from the Lord. In doing some more digging, I found that his title is a bit more complicated. Scholars have found that the words in Hebrew used to describe a prophet are not found in his descriptors. We do know that the verb for to see and the noun for vision are both used in Hebrew. To keep from diving too deep into the technical, we're going to go forward with the knowledge that despite his title or position, he was a man used by God. The second guy that we're going to get to know is King Balak. He was king of Moab, and he hired Balaam to come and curse the Israelites. King Balak saw the Israelites coming towards his kingdom and knew of their defeat of the Amorites. Out of fear, he hired Balaam to curse the Israelites to protect the Moabites. When we pick up in Numbers 22, Balaam is on his way to meet Balak to get the curses flowing. God is obviously upset with Balaam because of the mission he is on to curse his chosen people. So he sends an angel of the Lord to take out Balaam. The angel stood in the road with a sword outstretched to end Balaam's life. 
the donkey that Balaam was riding was able to see the angel and turned aside from the road and went into a field. So what does Balaam do? He beats the donkey to get it to go back on the road. The angel then moved a little further and stood in the road among the vineyards where there was a wall on either side. The donkey, seeing the angel and the danger, pressed herself into the wall and crushed Balaam's foot. So again, what does he do? He beats her. A third time, the angel moved to a narrow place where there was no way to go anywhere else. The donkey, seeing the angel, crouched down to the ground, bringing on a third beating. This is where the story gets crazy. The Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and she spoke to Balaam. I like to think she was like, dude, what the heck have I done to you that made you feel like you need to beat me in such a way? Balaam answered her, you made me look stupid. If I had the means, I would have already killed you. I love the snarkiness of the donkey when she replies, haven't I always been a great donkey since you were young? Why would I be trying to make you look stupid for no reason? At that point, the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he was able to see the angel of the Lord and the sword ready to take him out. I'm sure that Balaam felt even more stupid at that moment, realizing that the donkey was actually trying to save his life. The angel even told him such by saying, I was going to kill you and would have succeeded, but your donkey saved you. Balaam asked if he should return home, but instead the angel sent him to bless the Israelites by saying only the words of the Lord in front of Balak. If you want to read how Balak responded, you can keep going, starting at Numbers twenty-two thirty-six. But we're going to stop here with the story. When reading this, I was drawn to God wanting to use the donkey to change the direction of Balaam's life. If he had indeed followed through with cursing the Israelites, he would have died a massive disgrace and we would be reading a completely different story. Most likely one where God took him out and cursed his descendants. Instead, God used the donkey to change the course of his life. How many times has God used people or things to change our course? But what did we do? We beat our talking donkey. I guess most people lash out or throw temper tantrums. I know that when God was completely changing the direction that I wanted to go in, I was not very humble and kind about it. My poor husband really had to deal with a lot of tears and a lot of pouting. But God had to change the direction I was heading in so that he could place a new dream in my life. If I had followed the path I wanted to go on, I would not have ended up anywhere close to where I am now. I can also look back and watch friends throw fits and get hateful because they were taken off of their planned path. But from where I was sitting, I could see God changing things for good. Some have listened when I explained my point of view and others continue to complain and pout. I wonder if God changed his decision to use them due to their lack of humbleness and their lack of insight into what was really going on. Things that make you go, hmm. Second Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some regard slowness, but is being patient towards you because he does not wish for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. God was slow with Balaam because I don't think he really wanted to take him out completely. 
He wanted to change his course and use him. He wanted to bring protection and blessing to the Israelites. And because Balaam repented and was willing to be used by God, I'm sure the Lord blessed him and protected him. Though we really don't know. So I'm just assuming. Numbers 24, 25 simply says, Balaam got up and departed and returned to his home. And Balak also went his way. God is a good father. He wants the best for us, and he wants to use us to bring him glory. He wants to bring recognition to who he is and what he can do for his people. That being said, we can trust that when he sends a talking donkey, it is for our good. We don't need to throw a fit at the changing of our course. We need to pray into it and ask God to open our eyes to how he is redirecting and saving us from our own destruction and how he wants to use us to bring recognition to who he is. The last point I want to make is that we tend to beat our donkey because we're full of fear. We as humans fear the unknown. When God tries to redirect and take us out of the comfortable, we freak out. Our thoughts turn to, what if I fail? What if it hurts? But wait, this isn't my plan. Am I going to lose friends? It's easier to take it out on the donkey than to face the reality of what God is most likely doing. Instead of bringing us peace and relief by beating the donkey, we're only causing harm to the vessel that God is using to grab our attention. Just as God proclaimed in Joshua and the Israelites when Moses was preparing to die, and hand over leadership to Joshua, we can hold on to the same promise. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or tremble before them, for the Lord your God is the one who is going with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. If we are indeed walking in the footsteps of the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us, we can trust that the donkey put in our path is actually sent by the Lord to protect us and redirect us. Don't beat your donkey, but embrace it and be thankful that God cares for you enough to send protection and redirection. If you find yourself in these uneasy shifts, reach out to me. I would be happy to pray for or with you. Prayer is the easiest way to walk through the unknown, and it's always better with friends. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give me a review where you listen to podcasts. I also ask that you share this podcast with your friends and family. If you think they need to hear it, share it. I would greatly appreciate it, and it would only take a few seconds to share it in your Insta stories or on Facebook. You can find us on social media at Good and Glory Podcast. Please give me a follow. Until next time, may the grace of Jesus be with you.